0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our
1: website, soulcitychurch.com. Soul City Church, happy anniversary! Let's go! Happy anniversary! What a fun and special time to be a part of this church. We're honestly blown away at God's faithfulness. That's and- right how much fun we've had today and how faithful God has been every day before today. Uh, My name is Jared. I'm one of the lead pastors here.
0: And I am Jeannie and I'm the other one.
1: The other one. That's usually what people call me, but that's all right for today. She can take that. And uh, listen, we just want you, for those of you who are physically here in this room, in case you haven't had an opportunity to, to do it, turn to the person next to you right now, look them in the eye and say, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Go ahead and say it. And then type it in all caps, online. Happy anniversary. Let us know. Say it in the comment section. Let us know where you're joining us from. We have so much to be grateful for and to celebrate Mm. this weekend. We just want to celebrate the unfathomable faithfulness of God and the countless only God stories of the last 11 years of this church. That's really all this is. It's nothing more than just the story of God's faithfulness. That's all this church is. It's the story of God's faithfulness. Now he continues to use everyday ordinary folks like us, no matter how special you think you are or don't think you are. God uses ordinary folks like you and like me to build his church. And I just want to honor and bless some of the folks that have been a part of that. I want us to honor and bless and show some love for all of our volunteers who've served faithfully over the years, our elders who are here, elders giving spiritual support and direction, and our incredible Soul City staff. Let's show some love to them. We love them. There are so many, so many stories of God's faithfulness through their lives. Now listen, if you're new around here, you should know one of the traditions that we have around here, especially when it comes to our anniversaries, we like to tell the whole story of this church, the whole story of God's faithfulness, the history from the beginning Uh, All the way till this very moment, but like as we were preparing for our time together with you guys this weekend, let's be honest. Like, given all that we've been through over the last 21 months, who like who even remembers last year at this time? (laughs) Let alone 11 years ago. I honestly can't. And it's not that those things don't don't matter to us as part of our story. We've just we've just we've all been through so much. Yeah, we have. We all just been through so much over the last two years, and so we just want to take a quick second. For you to hear just a snapshot of what God has been up to in and through this church just over this last year. So from last anniversary to this moment.
0: And I don't know about you, but it's easy after all that we've been through to only focus on what we've lost maybe. Or to focus on what has changed. But we want to remind you of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness in your life, God's faithfulness in this church. And we want you to hear all that God has been up to over the last like 20, 21 months or so that we've been together. And keep in mind, this time last year, we weren't even physically together. Yeah, it's true. We, we weren't even gathering together. But but so far in 2021, this is the movement of God in and through this church. Over 3,043 people have engaged with Soul City for the wow. very first time.
1: that's amazing. Either
0: online or coming to a service or, or finding some kind of connection. We had to, as a church, pivot and, and figure out how to connect people. So we created this thing called Hashtag Connect, and 475 people have used Hashtag connect awesome. so that this church could become more like a home to them yeah. in the past year 922 people they joined 141 wow. different groups most of those happened on zoom yeah. they happened on zoom and 467 of those people were in a group for the very first time that's awesome which is amazing Soul City Families has welcomed 127 new kids this year, which is so exciting. And Soul City students, I'm gonna shout out to the students up in the balcony. Can you guys help me? Just give them a huge applause. They sit all the way in the back. Two of them are cool kids. ours. Uh cool kids. and cool kids. we are now averaging over 32 students here at this church. We've grown more students in and through this church. And and this time last year, we, we couldn't even open our doors. And yet God has been so, so faithful. Yeah,
1: and in a, a season that's been challenging for all of us in different ways. I love this Soul City was able to care. For 505 people through telehealth and through care groups, through counseling referrals and many other means, meet their physical, emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual needs in real time. 329 people of regularly volunteering here at Soul City Church over this last year. And of that, 65 started for the very first time serving at our church this last year. Outside of the walls of this church, 531 people partnered with our Love Works partners. This blows me away, to support over 1,500 households in Chicago alone. That's through meals, through groceries, <laughs> providing for them in lots of tangible ways. Christmas store, all of that. We had to figure out how to do in the middle of a global pandemic. You've been so faithful. God has been so faithful. Here's what's fun. You know, we had to figure out how to do everything online since November of 2020. We've gained over 1,300 YouTube subscribers from 10 (laughs) different countries. (laughs) Which for, reminds me, for those, just for those of you who are worshiping with us online right now, why don't you take a second, just smash that subscribe button real quick, <laughs> to see what happens. I don't, I don't I never get to say that. Smash that subscribe button, see what happens. It's what's so fun. It's not only been here uh, around Chicagoland and around the country, but literally around the world. Our top views, some of our top views now come from the UK, from India, from the Philippines, and from Taiwan, which is pretty amazing. amazing. Folks all over the world. Shout out to you. Uh, Soul City Worship this last year released ten new worship songs. Come amazing. On. New songs that are reaching over 1,500, almost 1,600 monthly listens just on Spotify alone. And I love this. uh, One of our songs, Fixed on You, that Jeremy actually leads on, has been streamed over, it says now 3,500 times, but I checked this morning, over 40,000 times as of this morning on Spotify alone. And it literally just came out. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful song. I think Gene and I make up 25,000 of those streams, but still the point is.
0: Faithful listeners. A lot of
1: streams, a lot of streams. And again... Oh, that's just like tip of the iceberg. We actually put together what we call our Only God Report. We do this every year so that you can see the faithfulness of God Mm -hmm. in a tangible way. It's actually up on our website. You can go to our brand new redesigned website at soulcitychurch.com today to check that out. Because there's so, I would love for you to do that because there's so much to celebrate of all that God has been doing just over this last year alone, yeah, long.
0: and it's incredible to see the faithfulness of God and to mark yeah. the faithfulness of God. And we've said this especially in a season like the one that we just walked through together, are still walking through together. All that has occurred in this unprecedented season that no one saw coming, and who is sick of the word "unprecedented"?
1: Am, that is right. <laughs> I, I should how I should have used use the it.
0: word "uncertain," right? I yes, should have used try. the word "trying times," <laughs> yes. right? But God has. Has been faithful. That's what we're trying to say. God has been faithful. And throughout time his church has prevailed and still through this, his church has prevailed. And usually at our anniversary celebrations, we don't just like to you know, to look back at God's faithfulness. We are a church that is filled with vision and we like to look forward in faith. We believe what the Bible teaches in Proverbs 29, 18, that without vision, people perish. Yeah. People yeah, sure. are drawn and, and they are compelled to move forward by a vision from God. God and, and the vision of this church, the vision of this church, it has changed our lives. Not just do you physically see changes in those pictures, uh, yeah. we are not the same people that we were 11 years ago. True. God has transformed us from the inside out. Our kids, this is the only church they have ever known. And they're not the same people. They're both baptized in this church. Our family is different. And I imagine there are parts of your life and your story however long you've intersected with this place, that God has used this church to bring about transformation in your life. And this church, we are unapologetically a community of dreamers and hopers and believers. We believe that our God does impossible things. We believe that as a church. In fact, I'll never forget two years ago, we we actually stood in the middle of this room because we created a a way to celebrate in the round. And and, and we stood in the middle of of this room and we were standing on the edge of a vision. And we launched this vision for where we sensed God was going to take us as a church. And we sensed God whispering to us, I have more for you. And so as a church, we leaned in hard and we prayed and we sacrificed and, and we took a risk and we said, okay, God, what you are doing here, we want to expand it out there. And we cast this vision uh, that, that we were going to be a physical house of hope as a church. We cast this vision that we were going to have a Soul City studio and, and record and release um, all kinds of resources for people beyond these walls. And we said that as a church, we were going to launch two new Soul City churches, one to the north and one to the To the West. And I still remember (laughs) on our our ninth anniversary, uh, we had this big, like, two balloon come up (laughs) out of this box, right? And and, and we were celebrated and we were so excited about what we sensed God was birthing in and through our church. And and we were filled with hope, and honestly, we were filled with a lot of holy fear. Um, But we stood in that moment, and the future seemed clear. At that moment, the future seemed clear. <laughs> and we declared together, we're gonna be a people that are ready for more. And that was exactly two years ago. And we had absolutely no, no idea. No,
1: what was the store. <laughs>
0: what that more actually was.
1: Yeah, what we obviously couldn't see two years ago standing on that stage was that the entire world <laughs> was about to change, I mean, massively, significantly, how the vision of God would adapt and expand and look different than what we had imagined, what we had sensed from God, what we had planned. And that was something we just could not have seen. And I just wanna take a moment here and just say, like, when you have those moments where, you know, you sense God leading you, but the plan isn't clear, Hmm. that is what is at the heart of what the Bible calls faith. That's
0: right.
1: You sense God leading you, but you don't know past this next step, what's beyond that? That is the heart of faith. It's trusting God and moving forward even when you cannot see what's next. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is what the Bible describes, how it describes faith in Hebrews 11. I'm gonna have y'all shout a word back to me here in a second online. You can type in all caps because I want you to get what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Hebrews 11.1 says this. It says, faith is what? Faith is confidence. Confidence. It's I have this confidence. You can count on it. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and what? Assurance. Assurance. Same as that confidence. No, I can build my life on this even if I don't see it, even if I can't see it, even if it's not here today. And we could not fully see all that was coming two years ago from this very stage. We simply could not see all the ways that God's vision, that we believe God gave us for ready for more, was more than we were ready for. Mm -hmm. We just couldn't see it. More than we had planned, more than we had imagined but his more was something that would cause us mm-hmm. to need to be more creative, more dependent on Holy Spirit, more sacrificial than ever before. And, and some of y'all weren't a part of our church back then. A lot of folks I meet here like just started coming over this last year, but back in March of 2020, so I want you to just take yourselves back there. Back at the beginning of March of 2020, not, well, I won't keep you there too long. Uh, <laughs> we were 10 days away from our church all going all in and giving and saying we are ready for more, giving like never before. We were just 10 days away from rolling up our sleeves on this vision. We were just 10 days away from what we thought was about to be the next chapter of our church. And then right there in that moment, you know the world shut down. And it not only shut down, it, ch- it changed mm-hmm. forever in so many ways. I mean, we, it felt like we were at the five yard line, right? After all this prayer and vision, we were at the five yard line, and it just felt like the game got called off due to reasons. <laughs> I was like, why? Just reasons. That's why. And those of you who are Bears fans, you know that feeling. Anyway, the point is,
0: <laughs> come on.
1: We have learned to live with this, it's character shaping for us. So the thing is about it, we were right there just 10 days away. All that, all that work and all that prayer and all that mm-hmm. faith and all that vision and And like so much else in the world and so much else in your life, it all just felt like it was put on hold. And we found ourselves multiple times over the last 21 months asking God, okay, okay, God, yeah, we get it, obviously. We needed to put that on hold, but what about that vision that you gave us? We believe you gave it to us, God. What about that vision? What are you saying to us now, God? What do we need to pay attention to now? Where are we at with that vision? How are you shifting it and shaping it? What about the House of Hope? What about the Soul City Studio? What about these two new churches, God? What?" is next for this church.
0: Yeah, and and so we just wanted to take a moment and and answer those questions as best as we can. You know, to the question of, are we gonna build a house of hope? Guess what? We did. We did. (laughs) The the answer is yes. Yes, we did. And and through this God-given vision and your faithful generosity, we were able to open up doors to this incredibly sacred space. And it looks different than everything we thought it was going to be. But in the middle of a global pandemic, God allowed us to open doors to a physical house of hope. And and, and here's the thing, while it's different than we thought, it is already meeting people's physical, emotional, legal, and spiritual needs in a profound, profound way. There's a a gentleman who is a part of this community here in, in the West Loop area. And he's been around Soul City for, for, I don't know, five or six years. And when I say around, what I mean is that we have often found him sleeping on the corner of Adams and Racine. He often hangs out around the 7-Eleven. Sometimes he would come in to Soul City to, to be in a warm place filled with love. Over the years, we've been able to, to come alongside of him with just some short-term care mm-hmm. and, and offer things like a backpack and, and meals. And, and what I love is that this week, he walked through the doors of the House of Hope. Yes. He walked through the doors of the House of Hope because we were able to walk with him over the years. And out of his own dignity, yeah. and his own calling he knew that this was a place that would walk alongside of him and I want to make it so clear we're not about handouts yeah. we're not about you know doing for somebody what they're incapable of doing for themselves he is fully capable of of doing what God has called him to do and now he has a loving tribe walking with him
1: yeah.
0: for him to accomplish the goals that he's he set, set. That's right that he feels called towards, the job that he wants to get. And that's what this church has been able to do, to simply come alongside of people. And what I love about the House of Hope is that it's simply a place that helps to lift burdens. Yeah. To build trust and to provide a glimpse of hope. And who hasn't had a moment in their lives where you've needed someone to come alongside of you and help lift the burden? Yep, and and so. let me let me make this so clear. The house of hope is not for them. That's
1: good, Jane. Yep.
0: The house of hope is for all of us, yeah. and that's why we built that in and through this church. And God is using it in profound, profound ways. Yeah. And for those of you wondering, you know, like, what about that studio? Like, are, are we gonna are we gonna build that Soul City studio? Well, we did the very first day of the global pandemic. Yeah, we had
1: to real (laughs) quick. We had to build that real quick. The
0: very first day we said, somebody grab a camera and somebody turn it on because we can't physically see our church and be with them. And we've been able to engage with people in a way in this city and around the community and now globally around the world like never before, a vision we would not have had. Mm -hmm. And the dream has only increased for us. And now in true Soul City fashion, we're finding closets and storage places that we're trying to turn into studios, spaces that we can record more and more resources so that people can engage with what God is doing in and through this church. As Jarrett said, just this last year, we released 10 original new songs that came out of what God was doing in and through this church. It's amazing. And more and more people are finding Soul City's resources and they are experiencing the love and transforming movement of God in their lives. What's so powerful to me. And I know that we always joke about it and we talk about you know, the people that are watching online. And I know that you can't see them, but those of you watching They're online, right we see you, yeah. right? But here's what's amazing. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were celebrating baptism. And a woman was at home and she was watching online. She was watching the 9 a.m. service. And Holy Spirit just started stirring in her life and she thought, I think I need to do that. And so she kept the 9 a.m. service streaming on her phone. She ordered an Uber, got into that Uber, and kept, kept watching. watching the service in the back seat of the Uber came over here to 1150 West Adams asked somebody where the prayer hall was went up to the prayer hall somebody prayed for her and she got baptized at the 11am Let's go service.
1: Come on. I love that story
0: And so when we talk about God using these resources outside of these walls, it really is transforming people's lives in tangible ways. Yeah, so
1: the house of hope. I mean, we've seen God do that in a way we didn't plan or expect, but God has been faithful there. And the studio, we figured out how to do that in lots of different ways in different spaces. So you may be wondering, or maybe you've heard or you were here when we talked about launching two new churches, like Jeannie mentioned, one to the north and one to the west. What happened to that? That was a vision we sensed God giving us. For the next chapter of our church. And I just want to be really honest with you where we're at with the answer to launching those two churches. And the answer is, it's not now. And we just want to be honest with you about that. It's not now. It just it doesn't seem like this is the moment as we're praying and seeking God that this is the moment for that. As you already know, the world has changed in profound ways and is still changing. Much of that is still emerging. And while our belief in the local church has only increased during this last season, and in, in the original vision that God gave us for this church, it was to be one church with multiple expressions all across this city. Our hearts beat for the local church. We love this church. We absolutely love this church. But what we as lead pastors, our elders, our staff have discerned from God as we've prayed and we've sought God about that part of the vision, the answer is not now. It's not no. It's not never. It's just not now. And I bet all of us have had those moments with God in our life, haven't we? Where we thought it was going to be one thing and then it ended up being another and we just couldn't see. Like we talked about in Hebrews 11.1, the timing of God, the providence of God, the faithfulness of God, but as best we can sense today, it's not now. And we're so grateful that we were actually able to use some of the resources that were entrusted to that vision for ready for more. That actually is what helped build the house of hope. That's what helped actually get its doors open. And we've been able to actually save a portion of those funds for when we sense God give us the green light for that vision. So we are incredibly grateful for what God has given us, and we are still listening, God, for what might be next.
0: And you know, as we continue to emerge out of a season that called out more from us than any of us thought was possible, um, I have found myself in lots of different conversations with people. And the conversation usually goes something like this, that after two years of having to quarantine and and stay at home or or work on Zoom or hide half of your face from other people, people are saying things like, I I don't know what it is, but I feel more drained. Yeah. I I feel more depleted. I, I actually feel more exhausted than ever before And in so many ways, the heart's cry from people is not for more, it's for less.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Tam.
0: It's actually for less. And in fact, about six weeks ago, we were in an elder meeting and we were talking about this very thing. Um, and we were processing all that we were experiencing as a church and we were listening to God and, and to one another and we were trying to discern together in community, God, what are you saying to us? How are you calling us to move forward? And what I love about our elders and what I love about being leaders that are submitted to elders is that we do this in community and, and they have such a deep love for God and a deep love for this church. And as we were wrestling and as we were praying, one of our elders just, just nonchalantly said, you know, I, I don't know, it, it's, it's almost as if people don't want more, they want less. And then another elder spoke up and, <laughs> and with a little bit of laughter, he chuckled and he said, well, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to have a, a ready for less campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and we all kind of laughed in the moment, just like you did. And then there was silence in the room because we could sense that it was a profound moment of God speaking to us. That collectively, what the heart cry of people right now is to have more of Jesus, and less of all of the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love our elders, and so they're like, okay, so you guys go figure figure that out. out." Cool. I'm like, what? And so we drove home that night and both of us knew, we knew that God had spoke yeah. in that meeting. It was so clear. I'm, I'm looking at some of my elders right now, I'm looking at Tammy and I'm looking at Mark and, and, I, and, and God was speaking in that moment, we knew it. And both Jarrett and I drove home in the car and we looked at one another and we're like, so what, what does, does, that does that mean?
1: What does that mean? <laughs> What's okay? okay.
0: We'll do it God, we'll, we'll do whatever you are calling us to do, but what does, what does that mean? what are you inviting us into as a church and, and and all that we could sense was that god was inviting us into a deeper intentional season of praying and practicing the posture of less we didn't know what it meant we weren't even sure what to do but we knew we knew god was speaking
1: you know, one of the many things, uh, I've, one of the few things I should say that I've got, I've learned about God over the many years of walking with God is that sometimes God speaks like that. He speaks in the most kind of unpredictable and in almost seemingly like obscure ways. Like, really? Was that really God? Was that you? Like, I can't, I don't know. You know, it's the ways that I'm least looking for or, or expecting, just like God did in that elder meeting. And Gene and I both felt it. We both knew it. And, and it was the last thing that we were expecting. We were hoping to hear from God. We just weren't sure, like, was that it, God? Like, we were kind of joking about that, but is that actually, is that what you're saying to us? And we should not be actually surprised when God gets our attention in unexpected ways because that's actually one of the main ways God likes to get our attention. Mm-hmm. You know, very rarely does God say, here's exactly what it is, I'm telling you exactly. Here's the time and the date and the place. You'll meet this person on the corner. Like, come on, if, that, if you have that kind of line to God, we're all following you. Yeah. What, give us what you got, right? That's very rarely how God does it. So often, it's the most unexpected ways. This is how God did it for Moses. He got Moses' attention through a burning bush. He said, hey, Moses, listen, listen, pay attention. I'm going to be with you through this burning bush. He got actually Gideon's attention through a fleece on the ground. God spoke to him through an inanimate object. He said, no, I want you to listen. You can trust me. You can follow me. He got Eli's attention through a little boy named Samuel. He got Elijah's attention after all kinds of chaos and success and defeat. And he whispered, he whispered, he whispered to Elijah. That's how he got his attention. He got Balaam's attention by actually talking to him through his donkey. That's in the Bible. A donkey talk, read your Bibles. He actually got <laughs> the disciples' attention through a little boy's lunchables and a little bit of faith. And he Come got on. their attention that God That's is the right. God of more. That's right. He got Paul's attention when his name Come was on. still Saul and he blinded him on the road to Damascus. And he said, I'm blinding you now so you will see me for the rest of your life. That's, right. That's what God loves to do. He gets our attention in the most unexpected ways. At least that's how he has to do it for me. Because sometimes I'm a little too thick. I'm a little too stubborn to hear straight from the heart of God. So he gets our attention in creative ways. And I think that's what we're sensing God is leading us to for this next season. No matter how it is that God gets your attention or needs to get your attention, the invitation is almost always the same. It's to trust him. It's to trust him. Will you just trust me? Even if it doesn't make sense, yeah. even if you can't see it, yeah, even if you yes. don't know what's next, will you trust me and simply say yes?
0: Yeah, and, and while I know that this is how God speaks, that he speaks in the most unexpected ways, I sometimes still have such a hard time listening. Yeah, same. I have such a, such a hard time listening because when I can't see how it's all gonna go, or what it all means, I find myself just wanting the answers. Yeah. I just want the solutions. I mean, have you ever felt that way? All the time. That, that it's not about how can I connect to you, God, and listen to you? It's just like, no, God, I, yeah. I just want you to download the answer for me.
1: Yeah. Give me the answer.
0: I just want you to give me the solution. And the heart of God always is God wants intimacy with us.
1: Yeah.
0: God wants to connect with us. And, 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 you know, for, for us in this last season in, in our leadership, Jarrett and I, we, we have been seeking God for clarity and for courageous vision for our church. And I've kept asking God, would you, just get, would you just give me the answer? Would you just give me the solution? And all I have sensed God's saying is, I'm with you, Jeannie. I'm for you. Do you trust me? because I'm such a a deeply devoted pastor and follower of Jesus, of course I've said, yes, Lord.
1: Come on, no, it's not, I'm with her, I'm with her, that's not it, I see you.
0: Untrue, Uh, untrue. That's not it. I'm like, Lord, of course, come on. Would you just tell us? Would you just make it clear? Would you just give us the solution? Could you just send me an email? Jeannie Stevens at (laughs) soulcitychurch.com. But thankfully, thankfully we're not the first people that have come to God needing his direction. For thousands and thousands of years, when people need to hear from the heart of God, when the future isn't clear, God has invited them to do the same thing every single time. He's invited them to fast and to pray. He's invited them to fast and to pray. He's invited them to choose less, to choose less so that he could fill them with his more. They've said no to distractions so they could say yes to God's direction. And now for those of you who are maybe even new to church or to prayer, um, I'm sure you're familiar with this idea of fasting as, as a concept. Lots of people do it for, for various health reasons, but it actually originated as a spiritual practice. Yeah, that's right. It's a spiritual practice. And before it ever was a health practice, it was was to lead people to spiritual breakthroughs. It's a practice all throughout the Old Testament. It's how Jesus actually began his public ministry. The first Christians of the church, the followers of Jesus, they practiced prayer and fasting. In fact, when we started this church 11 years ago, Before we ever opened the doors to a public gathering, we fasted and we prayed. And the power of prayer and fasting together has a way to to invite you to both simultaneously hold on and to let go. Mm -hmm. You see, prayer, what it does at the heart of prayer is it helps you hold on. But fasting helps you let go. Prayer invites you to hold on to God, to hold on to God in the unseen things. And fasting invites you to let go of all that you've been holding on to. And it's such a powerful experience. And every time I have done it, God has renewed my relationship with him. It's shifted. It's changed. And in the midst of, of seeking God for how he is leading our church forward, In an honest and and just vulnerable conversation with Kelly Skiles, our executive pastor, one day we were in the midst of our our one-on-one and I just said very candidly and openly, I said, Kelly, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next and I hate not knowing because I'm the leader. And and how can we stand before our church and actually say that? Hmm. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming. We don't know where we're going. (laughs) And Kelly, so brilliantly, which is why she's the greatest executive pastor in the world, so brilliantly said to me, Jeannie, maybe that's exactly what we need to say. Mm -hmm. Maybe we just need to invite everyone in this church, to fast and to pray. And I knew, I knew in that moment, I kind of shook my head, I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And I knew she was right. That God was inviting all of us, as a church, to fast and to pray together. To seek God like never before for his leading in our lives.
1: And so that is what we know. Given all that we don't know, what we do know and what we are clear on is the vision for our church is not a five-year plan that we're rolling out to you here today. It's a four-week plan. <laughs> it's about as far as we got. <laughs> and we're going to spend time over the next four weeks fasting for 21 days together as a church, praying and fasting together as a church i don't know that this is something we've ever done corporately together as a church before in our church's history at this scale and at this level 21 days of fasting and praying and seeking god together as a church now Most people kind of tend to do something like a fast for different reasons, typically after the holidays, you know, after the Thanksgiving and Christmas parties. We're just plowing straight through those (laughs) with this fast, because, you know, what else are we going to do? And so we actually want to invite everyone to seek God in this church like never, ever, ever before. Whether you live here in Chicagoland or or not, whether, you know, you're in person or or online, we want our church to fast and pray and to seek God for what he would say to you individually. Mm -hmm and what he's saying to us as a community. We wanna to listen to the heart of God, each of us and all of us together. We're calling our church to really trust and believe that less is more, less is more. Lots of different ways to fast. We're gonna talk about this more over this next week. I wanna be really clear, the fast does not start tomorrow. It starts on November 14th, so you've got a 15th. lot of- 15th. so you got a lot of cheat days from now until then. A lot of days coming up, but certain people Uh, will fast from certain kinds of foods. You know, some people will fast from certain types of foods. Some people will fast from alcohol or any sort of numbing medicator that you might have in your life. Some people will fast from uh, social media or all media, which will be, seem really impossible, but then you remember that you actually lived half your life without it. So you'll be fine for 21 days. Trust me on that one. The idea here around fasting All throughout the Bibles, God calls his people to fast either for repentance or for spiritual breakthrough is to actually fast from the thing that has your attention the most. That's right. That's where you start. What has my attention the most? What's got the greatest amount of real estate of my heart? And that's where you consider, God, are you inviting me to let go of that, to have less of that? And just a quick word on that. If some of you are like, yeah, work, I'm going to fast from work. (laughs) My pastor said I can fast. That's not how this works. Don't throw (laughs) us under that bus. That's not how this works. We believe God's going to lead you what to fast, like what to fast from. We believe he is. It's going to, it's, we're fasting from different things. We believe God will lead you. We want you to be real clear on this one, real specific on this one, and we want you to really do it. Maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you're used to doing this. We're going to fast for 21 days together as a church and to help you turn your attention in the direction of Jesus. This is what's so fun. We actually have a resource to help you do that. Thank you, Miranda. That actually was written by Pastor Jeannie. She wrote this whole thing over this last month and it's called Less is More. And it is a 21-day devotional. just guides you through each day. So as you're fasting and praying from whatever it is you're fasting from, we're all going to be going together in the same direction. Isn't that awesome? And here's what's all, It's actually, it's a beautiful, it's a great, great, great resource. And it's yours for free today. So it's yours to walk out of here with. Do you have one yet? Not yet. Well, here you go. There you go. There, right there. See, that's how free, that's how free works. Right there. So we have... I need to say this though, limited copies today, okay? We're still under some like, you know, supply chain things going on. So grab one today if you can. If we run out, we'll have plenty more next week. One per person is all we're saying on that one. We want you to grab one of those because we will start on Monday the 15th, fasting and praying like never before as a church. That's
0: right. And you know what this is all about is we just want to be able in this next season to be able to fix our eyes completely on Jesus.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: To fix our eyes completely on Jesus, it reminds me of one of my favorite old hymns um, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It was written over 100 years ago, and the lyrics say this Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. In grace mm-hmm. and I am reminded just how often I actually get that focus backwards so often it's so often it's the things of this earth that have captured my attention yeah. and, and and the the movement of Jesus in my life has grown strangely dim and I want the opposite to be true of me yeah. I want the opposite to be true of me I long to long for Jesus yeah. To long for Jesus first and allow the other things, those other longings of my heart to grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace.
1: And that's really all. That's what we want for you. We want you to have a vision from God for your life. And that the vision that God has for your life would make the vision of this church that much better. Yeah. That it works together like that. We, we, we don't want this church just to have a, a good vision for our future. We want it to have God's vision That's right. for our future. We don't want this church to just have some, you know, good ideas. Well, we could do this. We could do that. No, we want to have God ideas be birthed yes. in yes. your life and come out of this yes. church. We don't want this church to just kind of skim the waters of faith and dependence. We want you to yes. dive deep That's in right. with God over That's this right. next season. We don't want you or me or our church in any way to unconsciously contribute to the endlessly unsatisfying consumption of more but to practice the selfless sacrifice of surrender like never before as a church. And the last thing that we want to do as the leaders of this church is get out ahead of God. We don't ever want to get out ahead of God and say, we know, we know, we want to hear from God and then just simply do what he always invites us to do, say yes, in faith, say yes. And while so much of the future seems so uncertain and unclear, this we do know, when you turn your eyes, upon Jesus, when you give God your attention, like we're gonna do together as a church over this next month, when you give God your attention, vision is inevitable for your life. When he gets your attention, he gives you vision for your life. So that's where we're going.
0: And you know, 11 years ago, all four of these babies with shaking knees. And crazy faith. Literally crazy faith. Most people in our lives thought we were just straight crazy. Our parents were included in that. And, and a part of the only God story that, that has happened over the last 11 years was that from the very beginning, we said we want to be about transforming the soul, the city, and the world. And all we had, all we had 11 years ago was hope. (laughs) All we had was vision. All we had was faith to say yes to this mission of of a church that was going to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And after 11 years, that mission has not changed. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing, you need to know the heart of who we are is that we want nothing more for your life than for you to be transformed by the love of Jesus. And for that transformation to change your friends and your family, for that transformation to change this community and this city, and for that transformation to change our world, for us to never be the same because we encountered the love of Jesus. And we still believe that A little church on the corner of Adams and Racine can truly be a part of transforming the world when it is held by the love of Jesus. And if you would have told me 11 years ago that we would be starting the same church twice, (laughs) I would have never understood what that meant. But in so many ways, this, this church is starting again. (laughs) We're starting again. None of us are the same over the last 20 months. We have all walked through something that has radically transformed us. And this church is not the same after all that it has walked through. And Soul City, we believe your brightest and best days are in front of you. But the brightest and the best days are in front of us if we fix our eyes on Jesus. If we fix our eyes on Jesus. And that is what we long to do. And so Jesus, we pray, we pray that this would be the heart's cry of our church, that we would be a people fixed on you, that our eyes would be focused, that the things of this earth would grow strangely dim, that we would see you like never before, that we would encounter your presence like never before and we would never be the same because of it. We love you, God. We trust you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. And Soul City Church together said, amen. Well, thank you so much for watching the Soul City Church YouTube channel. So glad that you made the time to be able to hear today's message. My name is Fabi, I'm the worship pastor here. And if this message was a blessing to you, I would encourage you to like it, to share it, and to even to subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can get up-to-date videos and get to know what's going on around here. Uh, For more information about Soul City, about giving, service times, live stream, you can get all that information in the link below, or you can visit soulcitychurch.com.